What's up? What's up, Florian family? Welcome to the huddle. We're here every Tuesday at three o'clock to discuss maintaining Ford progress in your flooring career. I'm Paul Stewart with Go Carrera. With me, as always, is Daniel and Jose Gonzalez of Preferred Flooring from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Fellas, we get we're trying to catch up beforehand here, but how's things going? Better this week for me, man. I was down yeah. and out last week. Yeah, yeah there was a, a bit of, uh, I think, a man few of them down. I was man down, you were down. Um, I had the man flu. Yeah. For being scientific, I, I had the man flu. The man, the man flu. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, this week's a little bit off the beaten path of flooring installation and tools and everything else we talk about a lot. Uh, we are going to be talking about mindset. And uh, I think, you know, kind of diving into um, the mindset that you need to take the next level um, in, in almost no matter what uh, level you're at now, but taking it to the next level. Um, you know, I've had the the real pleasure and I'd say blessing of, of working with some of the, at least one of these guys, uh, his name's Ed Milet is one of the top mindset coaches on the planet, really. Uh, certainly in the United States, he was. So. Uh, one of Tony Robbins. Losing a little bit. Early pro. But at the same time, uh oh, is that me? Yeah. We heard uh oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me try something here. Is that our data? No, it's it's your Wi-Fi, Paul. Yes. <clears throat> I'm gonna try and switch over here. Get this fired up. Busting out the hot spot. Busting out the hot spot. There you go. Hopefully I don't lose you guys when this happens. You know how to get back on. Yeah. If you don't, Ashley does. It's pretty smart. How's that? Is that better? Yep. Okay. Probably looked like a robot for a second there. Sounded like a robot. <laughs> uh, so I don't know where I let where I started really so breaking the, up. The coach. Yeah, just coach. start start with one of the when you were talking about the mindset coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I've had a, the real pleasure of of learning from one of the best in the nation, uh, probably the world, on mindset 
training. Um, and, and once you go down the path of working on your mindset, this is a, it never stops guys. And it's, it's one of those things that, that I think is a real separator between um, high performers and people who kind of get stuck. And it's a good way to get unstuck. And his name's Ed Milet. Uh, he he was one of Tony Robbins' protégés long, long time ago. He's built, oh, I, I don't know how many fantastic companies, but he's he's ran, com he's owned companies in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, he just bought an island that has a 6,000 foot cottage on it. So that tells you anything. Uh, he flies in a Falcon 900 or some crap private jet. So yeah. he's, he's been ultra successful, but he's one of the most down to earth and uh, very uh, personable people you'll ever meet. I don't say that to brag on, on Ed. What I'm, I'm saying is he did come from nothing and what, and like Tony, he talks about the six real human needs and one of them being significance. You know, others are like variety and and security and those types of human, basic human needs. He's high on the significance chart, meaning he when he achieves things, that's what really feeds his soul. But what he's taught me over the past probably three to four years um, is no matter what level you're at, you can take these steps to take yourself to the next level. And those steps start with the, your mind. Um, it's really fascinating if you think about the brain, everything you see, everything you've touched or you use on a daily basis started as somebody's thought. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a thought in somebody's mind that collaborated with some other people's thoughts and then some engineering thoughts. And then before you know it, you have a product that you love like an iPhone or something. So a lot of people, when they get stuck and when I get stuck and it, it happens when you hit these ceilings and Ed teaches this theory that we all have an internal uh, thermometer, kind of like on the wall in your house. And if you're at you know, if you're set at a 70, it's real hard without changing your mindset to perform better than that. And sure enough, you'll have this great success on something and then you'll feel yourself just crash right back down. Uh, I know that I've witnessed that in my career yeah. and in my personal life and athletically as well. If I'm when I was competing in different races, uh, OCRs and such. You know, you can catch yourself doing really well at something and you you get this real success that it feels, but then you, you almost self-sabotage. And it's because you haven't changed your mindset to uh, most of the time believe you're worthy of that. So when we're installers and a lot of you know, companies that are, are around right now are installers like you guys or like myself that went on to start building a company and you, you your belief system changes. 
right? Mm -hmm. You start to believe a little bit more as you go, as you achieve something, you start to believe. Well, that's kind of slowly um, moving that temperature gauge back up to where you want it to be. Maybe you're at a 50 and you want to be at a 70, so to speak. Um, you know, believing that you can get there is the first battle. And thinking big is the other thing. Like you won't fail if you don't think big, right? Because you're, if you're always thinking really small, those are achievable things. And that's what a lot of people, yeah. yeah, if you've been to a goal setting um, workshop or something where someone's teaching you about setting goals, they're going to tell you like set big goals, uh, most of them. And I believe in that, but you also have to believe that it's possible. Right. I've been listening a lot to uh, Simon Sinek. Like I just listened to um, start with why. And then I'm listening to find your why right now, too. And one of the, the things that he always points back to is Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah, correct. It, it's all in how. how he, Is that who said that? Yeah. Henry yeah. Ford. I've been saying that to people since I was a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I heard. I've just been saying it to them. Like, Heard that so somewhere. It's, yeah, it's like it's it's all in what you believe, right? If you believe you can, you're you're, right. you're gonna do it. And that's where we kind of balance each other out because he thinks that one hundred percent anything is possible. And then me, I'm more like, ooh, that's gonna the eternal optimist. <laughs> I just think it's all feasible, right? Because you surround yourself with um We've had, we've been fortunate to surround ourselves with great minds. And when you surround yourself by people who are full of positivity, it, it, it feeds to your positive nature too. And that's where most of that comes from. Um, I've never had a coach like this gentleman that you, you're talking about. Um, maybe I should look into that uh, because mindset is different and it has changed and it will change. I, you know, mindset today isn't going to be the same in five years. I, I guarantee that, but um i think um yeah it's a discovery i mean they're going to discover new ways the truth is your mind doesn't change that like the 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 neurotransmitters and these things they don't they don't change that fast but humans are starting to learn they're calling it the enlightened phase where you're starting to learn that your mind is a is your tool like your subconscious is your tool yeah. And your job as a human is to feed your subconscious the things you you desire and believe in and allow things to happen. That doesn't mean you you know you imagine stuff and poof, you know, <laughs> everything just appears on your front door. It but it means you still have to take action. But that's part of you. And this is the cool part. Your taking action is part of you. Um solidifying your belief in something like if you really believe something you're going to take action on it right yes. and if you don't that's when we procrastinate that's when we hold up it's either fear or lack of belief and so what you think about and how you go about your day and like simon sinek man that dude is absolutely awesome too yes. uh the the you know start with your why I have not read that, Daniel, so I'd like to hear some of the insights you've garnered from that. But 
uh, one of Ed's most, you know, this is, this comes from neuroscience. This isn't phony baloney stuff. Now, I, have you guys ever heard of the secret, right? The, the book, the secret, it's like talks about, uh, it was one of the first books written on. You know, funny, I think I have it. I might, I might've downloaded it. But... I think you talked about it. One of the last previous episodes, right? Yeah, I think I've referenced it. it. It's a little bit floofy for me, but the it was the first uh, book, one of the first books um, that really was talking about affirmations and speaking things into existence and all this stuff. It puts it in a way where almost the action is secondary, not as necessary, um, which I don't agree with myself. I think action is how you solidify your belief in something. So if you can can dream it, you can achieve it, right? You've probably heard that saying before. And so, but the only way you convince yourself sometimes that it can be done is just by taking action. I know that even in actually installing floors, I've walked, I, I've gotten a set of blueprints before uh, as an installer. And I'm like, how in the world? I don't, I don't know how to do this at all. I don't know. I love those prints. I love those kind of. How in the world am I going to make this happen? Well, you just take one step and one foot in front of the other and you start working it. And you yeah. start to figure some things out and you start to figure out how to get it done. You make a few mistakes, course correct, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, this is applicable stuff, but first you have to believe you can actually do it. So getting those drawings, like you said, you love them, Jose. I, I, and I love it. I love the, I love the, the thought process and the, the the internal brainstorming that that is involved in that when someone says it can't be done or or you feel like or it's like as you looking at it, you're right like that's impossible just the thought process going through that i don't i don't know why i love that part i just love that part but when you look at it and you're like yeah i can figure that out like in the back of your mind you're like i can figure that out i, right? I i'm always like that no matter what <laughs> yeah well that's the belief yeah that's the belief that's the piece that you know a lot of people lack and you just have to find that belief or some people it comes very natural like yourself and you need daniel with the lasso to kind of rein you back sometimes yeah. like you know, the, the i know person, you think you could do it big brother but just think about it for a second you well, know can, the thing is like yes it can be done right but like the perspective that he brings to it is like I'm sure it can be done, but at what cost can it be done? Right. What's it going to do? What domino is it going to tip over for that to, to be the end goal? That's that's where he comes in. Well, well, sometimes it's a matter of, uh, yeah, we can do it, but this tool costs this much and we were 100% we <laughs> going to need it. Is this going to justify yeah. this purchase? Yeah, the, is the no, juice uh, worth the squeeze? My, my, um, my mother told me a long time ago when I was a little kid when I used to fix everything. Um, if I can take it apart, I should be able to put it back together, right? So just that little thing that she told me when I was a little kid makes me mentally dissect everything before I even touch it. And that's where the confidence comes that I can figure it out. Like if well, it's your mom paper, was the first one that instilled belief in you. 
Well, yeah, but um, I also ended up with a lot of extra screws and parts, and the things never really worked again. Um, but... <laughs> well, I don't work on my own vehicles. Yes, <laughs> me either. Well, so one of the, the core principles that Ed teaches is called the RAS, or the Reticular Activating System. And it's literally a neuro circuit in your mind where what you focus on, you attract more of. So if we're focusing on negativity and and I can't and and this is tough, my life sucks, you know, whatever. If you're if you're in that kind of a, a mindset, you are going to bring in more of that into your life. It's yeah. like your your subconscious is is meant is built to affirm your consciousness your your conscious brain so it's like oh you can't do it let me affirm that let me make sure that you don't go jumping off a bridge because because you're wrong you know like it wants to keep you stable and and so whatever you're you're thinking of most whatever you're focused on where your where your mind goes is where your subconscious mind goes and you if you're thinking of the positive things and you're thinking of the success of your company and the success of your projects and this is tough like especially when things out of your control maybe at some point is causing the that to not be true like you know that you know you're in the the, the shit so to speak but you got keeping a positive mindset. And I've seen this work on multiple projects, like just keep thinking about the positive side of things and things tend to work out. That doesn't mean you just sit back on your finger and lean back on your thumb, so to speak. You got to take action, but keeping a positive mindset about things and keeping at the front of your mind, the things that you want to achieve, whether it's as an installer as a company, as a, you know, regardless of level. I mean, you guys started as installation, you know, as installers, kind of in a bad situation. You learned some stuff. You found a lot of value in, you know, education and training. And as you got a little deeper into your install um, and you, you started to get better and better and then you took the next step and now you guys own a company and you employ subs and you employ employee installers and you know starting from you know a um i'm not going to say an installer because i i I wouldn't install i was just a guy pushing a broom you know that they got tricks played on him all the time by my by my uh you know, well, that, that's, I think that's how mechanics. every installer starts, right? Every installer starts by pushing the, the gopher, the grunt, yeah. the, the room pusher, you know, everybody starts like that. Yeah. Well, some of us are smart enough to maybe go get some training first or lucky enough to go get some training first <laughs> where you, you have a little bit of knowledge when you walk onto the job site. Yeah. I had zero knowledge the day I walked onto the job site of what I it took to, to be an installer or do anything. So, um. But yeah, what you think about, it really affects the opportunities that come your way. It's it's very similar to if you go buy a new car and, you know, you thought the car was pretty unique. You liked it. You loved it. As soon as you buy it, you see 10 of them on the street. Yes, you know? 100%. 
Well, did 10 more people just get the car that day or something? No, you just didn't recognize it. And now that it's at the front of your mind, you you notice it. So you notice and your, your subconscious works on the things that you are uh, focusing on. So a lot of mindset, it's easy to say, just think positive. But that's one of the hardest things to do when you're when you're in a negative situation. So what's one of the good exercises for that though? And, and I think uh, like like I want I'm asking on a personal level too. Like um, I take time to to sit back and, and take a breather and, and and what what I call manifest, right? I, I try to take time and, and and focus on on my subconscious. Does it work all the time? No, but I'm it's it's, it's a muscle. I feel like I constantly have to work on it. Like. I want to know what everybody else does. Is there something else that might work better for me? Is there? Um, well, it it is um, it is focusing and taking a step back. It, if you're talking about being in a uh, a boiler uh, kind of situation, um, I'll tell you a story. Breathing, Ed calls it breathing from your heart. It's kind of like just breathing from your chest, but um, imagining from from literally from your heart it's kind of the way that you feel when you hug somebody you really deeply love and breathing that in you know what i mean and i know this sounds <laughs> a little pie in the sky stuff but it, it is true um but when you're in an emergency situation uh you know calming your having working on the exercise of breathing and controlling your breathing comes in real handy when you get in an emergency situation. So I think I've told you guys about the time when I was in Las Vegas and I was on vacation and I went down to the pool at a, at the condo we were playing, we were staying at and I was going down to the swimming pool to check it out. My wife and family was not at the condo at the time. They were out enjoying the strip and I went down to the uh, pool walk past the pool get to the hot tub and there's this little little boy in the arms of another little boy that was probably like nine and the little boy in his arms looked to be about two and it's 117 degrees in Vegas at the time and I noticed his lips were blue and I was like he's in a hot tub it's thousand degrees outside something's not right and I said, is he okay? And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just a little nine-year-old kid holding him. Well, I grab him and by the arm and he's a wet noodle. I mean, he's just nothing. I lay him down and I immediately start CPR. And we fast forward that he he was revived and, and lived and we we have contact with him now. But the point I'm going to make is, his dad is in the was active military at the time. They were only about 15 feet away, sitting in their lounge chairs, just honestly didn't know anything was wrong. But when the emergency broke out, his mind shut off. And he he was bawling, and his wife was bawling, obviously, and a very intense situation. But it, it shows you like, and, and nobody around me, there was probably 80 people there kind of gathering around. 
No doctor came and took over. No nurse came and took over. There was nobody there. It was just, and had he had to deal with that situation under that, under the mindset he was in at that moment, um, it would have been dire. You know, it, it would have been, been a completely, completely different outcome, you're right? right? You're right. Cause now you put that, when you say it like that, it, you're right. The, the perspective, the being able to, like you said, breathe through your heart, right? Take that, take that breath and actually process what's going on. And instead of thinking about, oh, this is the worst outcome ever. This is not going to turn out. Try something, do something, take action. You have to take action, right? Calm yourself and take action. And this isn't anything. This is a, a really um, kind of an emotional situation, obviously, <clears throat> with this little boy, but it was... Um, it's a big situation, but this works in small situations as well. The point is, is it's not like we just stood around him praying, hoping he's going to come to life all of a sudden. Right. Right. You, you had to get and take action and not one time did I think he was going to die. Not one moment in that time did I, did I feel like he was going to die? Is that positive? It mindset? was belief. Yes. I just believed. Um, call it what you will, but he's alive today. And um, so, you know, applying this to business, I didn't want to bring down the the mood, but I just wanted to to bring up like there's going to be these boilerplate moments where you're just you're frantic, and sometimes it's in business. I don't know if you guys have been there before, but I I've been there where it's like. The, the stress of the financial situation of a certain deal like took took over and we're a small business man nothing nothing is for sure right we're just a small business there's yeah. nothing that is certain right but i can certainly count on daniel he can certainly count on me you know we all have our limits but it's a small business like you you get those boiler room scenarios a, a, a lot more than you'd like to admit but is it really us internalizing and then saying, oh, no, oh, no, or is it really the situation is bad? You know, most of the time it's us reacting uh, and then being reactive, but then the mindset does have to change in order to push through. Sometimes you got to walk away from each other and come back and finish the conversation, you know? Yep. Yeah, those are all like real day-to-day um, -day stuff even, you know, if you can keep that that um belief in yourself that you're going to do it that's how you guys have done what you've done you believed in yourselves and if there's a message to the installation community of any installer out there that's wanting to start their own deal uh you know maybe start a full service shop you first really have to believe that it's possible that you can actually do it the how will come Heck, you can jump on this podcast. Go back and I, I, what episode are we on? 40 something. 40? 40. 40. 40. Mm, we should be celebrating today. Number <laughs> 40. <laughs> uh, go back and listen to some of the episodes and it'll help you through a lot of your struggles in business. A lot of your early struggles for sure that I went through, that you guys have went through, that would help them, right? So, but you, you do have to believe it's possible. The hows or the me mechanisms or the, the, you know, 
day-to-day techniques, you can learn that, but you won't even try. You won't even take action on those things unless you believe that it's possible. And so what are your guys's, um, I kind of rambled there for a minute, but I was curious. Oh, I like it, man. I like listening to it. It's, it's, it's so, nice to hear, hear other perspectives. I like to hear from someone else other than other people usually ask us. And, you know, we're usually the ones telling. So it's, it's very refreshing, man. We right. And it just, it's, it's crazy that I just I actually listened to start with why twice and then no, uh, fine. Yeah. And then now I'm listening to find your why. And that's kind of what it's about. It's about mindset. Right. And it's, not only in business, you know, everyone starts with sometimes you don't know your why, but without understanding it, you don't know exactly what you're working for. And it's not like you were saying, it's not a matter of the hows and the what's it's what are you doing this for? And then all that can fall in place later. As long as you're striving for that goal the entire time, mm-hmm. everything else is, can be learned. And that's pretty much what what that book is about does it talk about that one of the things i've learned is you'll get a certain I, when i started my company i just wanted to make some money i thought bugattis were on their way you know <laughs> <laughs> i should have i should have uh, uh i had ed back then but my 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 thought i just wanted to make money you know, I thought I could make a bunch more money than I made laying floors for somebody else. And, and I was employee installer. So, uh, you know, I, I did side jobs and some, some sub work, but I worked basically most of my time as a employee installer. And I just figured I just wanted money and that'll get you a certain length in business. That'll get you a certain, uh, you know, uh, distance down the road but at some point it's not enough money is not going to be an enough driver because you get to the point and i got there where i thought i made it i mean i made we did two million dollars one year in the third year we were in business 2.4 million and i thought we had made it and it was more money than i had ever seen or uh certainly ever you know produced of course that's revenue not profit so so i'm clear with everybody i didn't make 2.4 million we just our revenues were 2.4 but we were pretty lean we were only worked still at the time we had a little bitty office and subbed out to a warehouse place the warehouse and our guys would go pick stuff up there um at a united warehouse and uh, but my point here is that that's it. I mean, the next year it was real tough to grow, um, partially because I had hit that threshold, right? Like whether you call it your ceiling or like Ed kind of puts the thermometer, I had hit the max of my thermometer, the max of my belief system at the time, and I had maxed that sucker out. And the only thing that could happen was either change my belief change my belief system or cool off. And I cooled off, you know, mm. and I didn't know any better at the time, but hopefully this finds the one guy that's out there and is either going through or will go through something like, like that. And it's like, okay, instead of cooling off, let me think and change my belief system. 
And, let, me, and you know, let me let me up my belief. That belief system, what you just said right there too, like uh, that happens a lot. Everybody plateaus mentally, right? It happens a lot, but instead of cooling off or anything like that, we try not to cool off, right? We understand that sometimes we have to take a couple steps back in order to take those next five steps forward, right? We understand that part. Um, but the using your, your temperature as a reference, like if we want to hover or we hit it at 70 was our cap and, and we want to hover at 70, like know that it's okay to hover at 70 until the rest of it starts making sense to you, until you find the path that you want to go down. Um, cause I know that we've hit that 70 degree marker a few times, right. Um, and we, we've intentionally went back down to 50, um, on our own and we unintentionally went back down to 50 on our, um, with the business too, but it was always, is a learning curve, right? We learned our lessons from it. We learned that, Hey, we made a couple choices that didn't really work out. Um, let me, let me ask you a question. Let me challenge you a little bit. Yeah. When you said that you uh, cooled off to 50 on your own, do mm -hmm. you think you really cooled off to 50 on your own or was was there fear or things that made you think that if we keep pushing, we're going to fail? And so let's let's bring it back down a few notches. I, I think it was at that point where you see that threshold and it's like, if we keep on pushing this hard without having the right systems in place yeah. it's going to crash and burn yes so it's like you you can see kind of see that writing on the wall where it's like if we we can you know we can keep on pushing but eventually something's going to happen and it's we're not going to have anything in place to mitigate what just happened and yeah. then we're going to be you know pushing ourselves that much further behind so what can we do now in order to kind of you know take your foot off the gas for a little bit and then get something in place. So that way, when, when you do hit, hit that gas again, it's going to go even further than you could have, if you would have just kept your gas on yeah. your, the foot on the gas in the first place. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so you, you know, the reason I ask that is because you, you, you decided to do less revenue or to pull back your company, but that doesn't necessarily mean you cooled off your temperature gauge. You were strategically planning then at that point. We call it approaching the hurdle, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're you're, you're at the hurdle. You just the hurdle came up on you. Little, you're just walking. All of a sudden, the hurdle's right here, and you're like, "Shit, I've got to take at least a couple steps back to get a run and start to clear this sucker." Mm -hmm. So you just approach the hurdle, and you're like, "Okay." strategically the best thing to do is take a couple steps back but i believe i can clear the hurdle yeah i guess you're right you know, i, I just got to take a couple steps back get get a little bit of run and start get two or three steps behind me and and then i can clear that sucker yeah we never really changed our um we never really changed the goal but you're right that's a that's a way better way to put it we never changed the goal and the, the next milestone we were trying to achieve we just knew that at that moment with the cards that we had that wasn't going to work to achieve that so they so, had to go back right. and regroup so i think like a while ago you were talking about you know when you first started money 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 how can i make money 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 and then there comes a point in what you're doing that you realize it's like 
sometimes you have to realize that money is just a byproduct of your main goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, providing value. Well, and that's where you finding your why is that that's the piece that can elevate you to the next step and belief. That's what brings the belief, a strong why, like whatever that is for each individual person, um, you know, that's stronger than money. Money is the byproduct of doing, of providing value to the marketplace. That's it. That's the bottom line, right? That's, that's how someone shows you appreciation for bringing something of value to them outside of that um if, if money didn't work that way it'd be pretty worthless right so the you know the value that you provide to the marketplace is why you get money but your why is how you break through the ceilings or move your temperature gauge up that's that's where you get your belief. That's where you get the gumption to believe that you can do something like build the best flooring company in Michigan. But then wait a second, maybe I'll build the best flooring company in the entire Midwest, you know, or uh, the most innovative flooring company, or I'm going to try, I'm going to change the installation, you know, industry or a lot of the things that you guys have started to tackle has come from a bigger why than, and, and money is just on the side. You know that it comes from providing value. And a lot of times you've got to deposit in that penny bank longer than you'd like before mm -hmm. that value turns into money. But, you know, <laughs> Go Carrera for me has certainly been <laughs> a pure so labor know, of love. And all the time. what's that? Yeah, we advocate for you all the time, man. Just so you know, like, I just wish people would understand. Like, it, it's so hard, so hard for the installers not to understand. I'm like, when we're explaining to, them, we're not trying to sell them something. We're trying to help them, and it's because of the why, right? Like, like you said, I needed money. That's why I started working. Once I started working, you know, it's I. It wasn't no longer about the money. It's I was making friends. That's why I was working. And then, and then it was like, oh, now I can buy things for myself. Now I can do more things. And everybody's why, my why changed again when like it evolved. When my son was born, my why changed. It yeah, went, so it went there's, there's one of our biggest whys for most, most people, most men. The big why is family. You know, um, you know, trying to provide something uh, a better experience for your children than what you may have gotten. Um, that's a huge why. And then sometimes you, you, maybe you grew up great and you want to emulate and at least meet the, the experience you had, but you want to do maybe spend more time than, you know, it's really rare to have, uh, I, I know my kids, like I gave them a way better life, like multitudes better than I was given but I was somewhat absent, you know, I mean, there was a cost to pay. There was a price to pay for that. I and that. you know what I'm saying? So I'm sure they, you know, my, my daughter in particular, well, in particular, she's the only one with kids right now. Thank goodness. <laughs> but, uh, you know, really values the time with her children, you know, and that's a big piece, probably trying to 
a, a part of that is like, that's, you can't buy that back. She realizes something that I was going for a different why at the time. Um, it's, it's, uh, the, the one thing that always stays in my mind when I'm trying to, uh, take myself to the next level is becoming the person that I'm going to have to be to achieve the success that I want, right? Like become the person first and then so that you're ready for that success. And that that helps a lot too. And there's a lot of different concepts that we've talked about here, whether it's keeping the positive mindset, realizing that your reticular activating system actually brings more to you of what you think about the most. Um, or finding your why and and realizing that money is just a byproduct of the value you you provide. Or in this instance is becoming the man that I have to become to get the success that I want to get. Like you don't just have that next level success in the old you. The old you is not prepared. That's why lottery winners, like 90% of them go broke. Yeah. No matter how much money they win, fellas. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Like they go I broke. I go broke if I won a lottery too. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, you don't, you don't believe you deserve it. Lottery, you guys will probably never see me again. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt that. You wouldn't come down to Wichita and see us? Yeah, he, yeah, he probably Jump on your private jet him. and come down and say hi? Via Zoom. Um, <laughs> Via Zoom from the Bahamas. From my mansion somewhere. I don't I would not move to the Bahamas. Yeah. I forgot about your experience. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Noted. You, the why definitely has a lot to do with mindset, right? And um and, and in order to stay uh on track with the why, you're you everybody, your 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 why is going to evolve, it's going to change, right? Like I I when we were talking, I just pictured my why as a pyramid, right? Like my initial why was down here at the bottom point of my pyramid, but then it then it evolves into many different whys. And at the end of my life, I know that it's all going to tie right back to that same why. Like it's all going to tie together. And um, thing is, right, here's an interesting concept because you you talked about the end of your life, but one of the concepts is uh, that when you die and you go to heaven that you meet the you you were meant to be. Now, you don't have to be um, uh, believe in heaven or hell and all this to get the concept. The concept is like you were, you, what your potential is. Someday you're either going to have the feeling of regret or achievement to that potential. Like, are you, are you pushing yourself enough? So sometimes we get scared and, and, and we're scared to grow into pain. You know, if we know that next level is going to be very painful, then we're scared to grow into pain. In fact, some experts will say that you, you, you will sab self-sabotage to not grow into pain. Like, it does make sense. Like, I'm going to do something to purposely go into a pain line. You know, uh, but a lot of times it's your why that'll get you plow through that pain line 
and then your your ability to execute. And I won't get off the fact that we have to act and execute. You know, you, you have to do things with that belief, with that mindset that you can achieve it. Um, the very first, you know, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. Remember that. That's one of the best sayings ever in that, that many words, you know. You got you to gotta say it with emotion, too. You believe you can do it. You're right. And, and if you believe that you can't, you're also right. Yes. Like, I say that to my kids all the time. And I, I mean, they're kids. They're 10 and my girls are six. And I know that in one ear and out the other, right? But no, it matters. One, one it, it time does. it's going to stick. One time it's going to stick. And it's going to well, be- Well, as it's, it's almost like a crop duster as it's flying through. It's just leaving a little bit of stuff each time. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, and it, it does it does suck to sound like so cliche and 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 do that, but it's so true. How, how do what do you do to 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 um for your mental awareness and your mental peace to to make sure that you keep on track? I mean, I have the tendency to overload myself. Daniel does too. Like I don't lately my outlet since uh, this is my first official year not coaching not having my uh, a team of my own and traveling uh my outlet unfortunately is going to be i mean unfortunately for my kids it's going to be their sports right like that's going to be my outlet uh, hanging out with my kid or doing that uh, that's fortunate for me I'm, I'm happy to be able to do that but it's unfortunate for them because they're going to hear me <laughs> cussing <laughs> better but um not at my six-year-old though i won't do that out loud yeah, <laughs> I think, um, well, you're reaffirming your why every time you go there, every time you're coaching, you know, so I, I think, you know, for me, realizing that I've been real selfish in my life, you know, I've, I've built most of what I've built for me, or for my ego, or to give my kids a better life. But, you know, there's there's some good in there, but a lot of it was built on, you know, my my ego. Um, now I'm really going through this drudgery of working on Paul to. Uh, to do to serve other people, to get better and to care about other people and to make a difference in other people's lives and not just my own. Uh, I was pretty selfish. Maybe that's warranted because I, I mean, if I, if I took an hour to tell you about my life, you might, uh, you, you could probably understand at least, but have you, have you, you know, it brings to, to, to thought the movie, have you guys seen that movie, Bruce Almighty? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> when God goes back to him and is like, you've had my powers for over a week. And <laughs> what have you done? He's like, you know, I've righted a few wrongs in my own life, okay? You know, and he got back <laughs> people. He went and got, you know, the girl that he, you know. At some point, um, <coughs> I guess what I'm saying is your 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 reasoning and your whys and your belief systems kind of change as you go. Um, and it's it's still trying, I try to keep my, first off goals are like paramount we've we've had a goal setting 
podcast before. I think that kind of keeps the target out in front of you where you you have something to aim at on the hard days. Um, you know, clearing your mind and 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 giving yourself a break uh, from the day-to-day just barrage that happens in business and then rewarding yourself. Maybe, you know, coaching your kids um, is very rewarding for you, but find ways to reward yourself. It doesn't have to be material or it could be material. You know, there's been times where I'm like, I want this X, Y, Z. Well, if I want that, you know, frankly, I could probably go buy it right now but I force myself to almost earn it. Like, yeah, well, if I do this, this, and that, like these three things, and it's not even tied to money a lot of times. Like if I wanted to get a new, I'm getting ready to, for the first time in 25 years or 30 years, probably, uh, I'm not going to have a truck. Uh, I'm getting rid of my truck and I'm going to drive a car. And uh, like you're going to let, like just park your truck somewhere, right? No, well, I have a, half dozen at the office that I can use at any point. So I'm going to, it's going to be one of the office trucks. Daniel uh, had to park his truck. Look, I, j- I just had to get rid of my truck too. Oh, well, you yeah. didn't have to do that to get a new car, dude. <laughs> no, Call me sure. next time. I'll tell you how to get a new one without doing that. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the parts and stuff are, are so expensive. I don't, I don't even know if they're, they'll total it. I don't think it's that much damage. Wow, that didn't look good. No, but I'm probably gonna have to wait like six months to in order to get it back. Wow. So what happened? Someone uh, was making a right hand turn and changed their mind at the last second when I was right there. Yikes! Like, when you tell me that, all I can think of first thing, Big Brother status was uh, well, first thing was, is everybody okay? Do they? Have yeah. Second was, uh, so it's your fault. You're just telling me it's your fault. <laughs> was, is the picture of them slowing down? Like, cause I've done it, slow down. Like, oh no, nope, never mind. You jump in, but me as the person behind, I'm timing it out. I've already let my foot off of the brake. I'm back on the accelerator because they're going to be turning, and I'm going to be clear. Yeah, dude. the The only accident I've been in is the is the same thing. Someone was getting going. I thought they were going to continue to finish their right hand turn so i looked and there was no one coming so i hit the gas as my eyes were off and they just stopped (laughs) gave him one of them nobody got totaled but yeah so i forget where we were at with (laughs) you're you're gonna get you're the first time in your life you're oh yeah so i'm gonna buy a car i'm i've decided i'm gonna buy a car but this time i decided i'm not just gonna go buy it i'm gonna put some parameters on myself that I can go buy this car that I, I, as cars go, you know, it's, it's kind of funny since I've never bought, I, I cannot remember buying a car other than for my wife. So this is where the Bugatti comes in. No, (laughs) Uh, I'm looking at an Audi S7 and, and, um, but I, you can get a manual, right? What's that? Yeah, it's manual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, this is automatic. Sorry, I'm not going to uh, drive every day on a manual. Now, now I drive uh, my toys a manual, and I learned on a manual. So I think that's a valuable lesson. Make sure your kids learn how to drive that. Uh, but um, 
the point is I'm just going to, I'm just using it as a reward system. I'm trying this out instead of just going and buying the car. I, I put a couple of small goals in my head, like do this and do that and do this and achieve these few things. Uh, and it's not dollar for dollar. It's not like, okay, go make, you know, $85,000 and then you can go buy the car. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to give myself a couple of little kicks in the butt that I need on a couple of items. And if I get those items done, some stuff that uh, Paul Stewart's procrastinated on, uh, you know, I go buy the car. So it's kind of like what I do with the kids. Like when I grew up or when my kids are growing up is dad, like what's the thing? V bucks now, like dad, can I get some V bucks? Well, you're asking me for something, but you haven't shown me anything. Like show me something and then you can get rewarded. Right. With V bucks. You're doing that for yourself. No, you know what? That's actually a good idea. the the point to that is, you know, we got we have talked on this podcast about rewarding your employees and showing them appreciation. But how often do we do it for ourselves? So that's really where that was going. Like, you guys reward your employees. We reward our employees. You you want to make it like any business coach. I shouldn't say any, but a lot of good business coaches will, you know, you know, tell you to make sure your team knows that you appreciate them to show appreciation, right? and uh reward your team but also you know that appreciation piece so how often do you do that for yourself you know care about you too and that's that's part of the mindset of of belief and and um achievement is we we need to reward ourselves a little bit too um so just you know i i think that is kind of where my mind is at right now on that uh, particular item um We'll see how it works out, and and hopefully I, uh, if I knock it out of the park, I'll get the car sooner than later. And then if if I if I procrastinate any longer, then it might, you know, be a few few more months down the road. But um, yeah. So just to recap real quick, I cannot believe an hour has went by. <laughs> Jeez. Really? Yeah, fifty four minutes. <clears throat> Can you believe that? Wow. Um, So we've talked about keeping a positive mindset, Mm -hmm. understanding that your reticular activating system does bring more into your life, more uh, uh, trying to affirm what your conscious mind's thinking. It's going to, it's going to bring more of that to re uh, to reaffirm yourself. That's its job. And we talked about probably one of the biggest things is your why. And so I'm glad you brought that up, Daniel. What, you know, we got another five minutes here to finish up. Sometimes we just close it out right here, but I'm curious, what is your favorite kind of insight from that book? Because I want to read it. Um, It's just how... It why was- is the why so important? So he talks a lot about like, Apple and Steve Jobs and if you have watched that the Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher at all it kind of uh what he wrote kind of you you see play out in the movie and in Steve's life it he had an idea in his head that he wanted to get you know this user interface that everyone can use when you really think about it when they they brought the computer the the Apple what was it the Apple one Macintosh 
this was before the Macintosh. They, they, you know, they, they were like, his mindset was everyone needs one of these and no one could see it because it wasn't a thing at the time. But his mind wasn't set like right now. His mind is, you know, was already 20 years in the future. And it's essentially that it's, you know, what, what do you do? Why are you doing what you're doing? And, you know, in our case, we've always preached, you know, the value that our installations bring to people and never, never veering from that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's what we're there to do every single day. And there's going to be people that don't share that mindset. And that's 100% fine because, you know, he kind of got into Apple and Microsoft where it was Apple was based on, you know, the, the quality of the, the experience where Microsoft was, you know, as the software, they, they, they both had kind of the same goal, but that's why Steve Jobs wasn't like anyone can use this. He was, I'm going to perfect this and it's going to be its own ecosystem as opposed to Microsoft where everyone can use it. And, you know, he even explained it himself to where he said, um, he was a fan of Apple for a long time, even though he never owned an Apple just because what the company stood for. And it's for, for me, it's um, that's why, you know, our our slogan is setting the standard one installation at a time. It's I'm not I'm not going there to um, essentially practice on your stuff. That's why we do practice here, because I'm trying to to up that level in every single thing that I do. So if I'm, you know, um, we had a meeting with um, Nora by Interface, you know, last week, and he, he said it right. It's like, we're there to, to do the best job because even if someone can't necessarily afford, you know, that best job or, or what some people would say, you know, they can't afford gold, it's if they can only afford bronze, that is their gold. So they deserve the same type of installation that you would if you were installing that gold product, even though it's not necessarily that gold product. You know, one not everyone is on that, that same level, but it's that that's their livelihood. That's it's their that, investment. That's their investment. That's what they could afford. That is I gotta give you props. That's a wonderful thought. It's a wonderful thought. That 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 just because they can afford what the market calls bronze, that is their gold. It is their That's value. a wonderful thought. And and one that every damn installer should think, keep on the top of their mind when you're out installing. Right. Whether you're installing a, a, a rag or a, a $80 a yard wool. That's, that's, that's someone's, someone's gold. gold. That, kudos, guys. That's an awesome thought. And I think that that's that was, you know a, a big takeaway from there. It was it was a, that it sucks that it came out like that. Uh, the the gold that their bronze is that bronze is their gold, but what it did was is it opened up our values and it it actually made we lost the relationship off of this conversation because we walked away from the job. But that was it was it was my I felt it was safer for me, safer for for the crew, and it was our choice. But it also. Um, solidified what our values were right right like, and that's what we're trying to do. and you know it made us like the rep was asking us why we didn't do work for a certain company and 
the best explanation that I can come up with is we don't share the same values. Yeah. And that's okay. They're going to do their thing. We're going to do ours, but I'm not going to sacrifice my values to make someone else happy because that only deteriorates what we stand for. Yeah. So that, and that, that's the big thing, right? It's people are going to have different values. People are going to have their own whys. The thing is, is that you stick with your why and the people that you want to attract, you will. Yes. And the people that you don't want to, you won't. <laughs> yeah, that that's right there. Kind of uh, encompasses what we were just talking about. And and there's a great saying that says, uh, you know, uh, you do no service to the world by dimming your light. Um, let me see if I can say this right. By dimming your light for the comfort of others. Like be, because you shine too bright, uh, and it may it may make other people uncomfortable. Um, you're not doing the world any service by you dimming your light down to their standards. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, keep your light bright, and you'll attract those people who who have that. And you know, I know we're running over a little, but uh, another thought to me is that. This also all equates to who you surround yourself with and who you hang out with. You know, they they say the the you're the sum of the the five people you hang out with. Like that's that's who you are. Uh, a lot of a lot of people will say, "Show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are." I can tell you who you are by your five closest friends or five closest people. Friends in particular, because you get to pick them. <laughs> Family, you know, what's the saying? You can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family or something like that. <laughs> or pick your butt, whatever. Yeah, you can pick your butt and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family. Um, yeah, what a great discussion. I love that last thought there, man. Yeah, and the, the other thing that I've been doing lately too is because we're, we're focused on mindset is, realizing that that you can change right and you don't know everything so i i watched um a tiktok because you know everyone's got tiktoks these days <laughs> and you actually learn quite a bit of stuff on there and there was a, a motivational speaker on there that um he said that he was 20 years old he just got done with his you know one of one of his conferences got his, his first standing ovation from his you know his peers and then got into a car accident. And the doctors told him that he was never going to walk again. And he said it, it was kind of from that moment on, it was, I'm just going to be the happiest person that I can, regardless of the circumstances, because I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his doctors were worried about him and, you know, approached his parents like, this is going to come out some way, somehow. He's going to end up, you know, sabotaging himself. But, it's really that mindset thing. He said, you know, his dad talked to him and he was like, I thought you knew me better than that. So he explained it like if something happens and there's no way that you can change the outcome, you have five minutes to be angry and then you got to be done. So I, I've been trying to implement that and it's really hard to change, but you know, that comes with practice too. It's so a muscle dude, it's a muscle, man. You got, got to do that. So I've been trying to, uh, you got to let some things go in order to move forward. Yeah, shedding the skin of your old self uh, on a 
on a big level like that is it's hard, man. It's hard to let go of that comfort of who you are and operate in the same, you know, and operate in a different way uh, or think in a different way. But if something's tugging at you to do something else, to do something greater, to go to the next level or go a different direction or whatever, if something's tugging at you, it's it's hard to also not listen to that. So you get this conflict in yourself where it's like, I, I know I can do more. You know, I know I can be more helpful to people or I know I can grow the company um, to my dreams. Uh, but at the same time, you it requires change. It requires a new belief in yourself and and almost like a, a snake shedding its its old skin to grow you know that's why they shed it they have to they, they they can't grow with the old skin on so they shed it off to a new a new set and if we can do that and remind ourselves and i, I like the thought that like give yourself five minutes to be pissed off but then after that Back, back at it. Back at it. And, like, and that's what Eduardo says right here. He says, the old you has to die to make room for the new you. But like you said, it doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to die. You just have to grow. And you, you have yeah, to most realize of the, that you can grow. Well, the old you yeah, does. Most of the time, the old you has a lot. Um, I know the saying, and, and not to uh, disagree with Eduardo at all, but I, I think you're right. I think it's more about growing because you got a good foundation, even if you had a rough upbringing or maybe didn't do all the right things like I didn't, um, you, you, there's still a lot of good there to build off of. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, the good stuff, just grow, build that and kind of shed the, the old, some of that old, um, the, the, the bad stuff, the stuff that's keeping you down, the stuff that's weighing you down, your past, uh, almost said the f-bomb forgive yourself <laughs> like forgive yourself you know freaking no, forgive yourself of, for some stuff just to go off of eduardo's thing right there is um it and that kind of hits home for me too right is the old me didn't die to me right the old me is still there the old me died to everyone else who knew the old me that yeah old that's me, a good they, point perception right yeah, that's is is died, but no, that's still me. But that's why I'm who I am today. That's why we have the the goals. That's why we have the whys. That's why we try to stay focused to a certain extent. Obviously, you gotta try to maintain focus. And it's the only reason we keep pushing forward, right? I keep pushing forward, and luckily we got I got Daniel to to bounce uh, ideas off. He bounces ideas off me, but I've got a Daniel too. Yeah, we, everyone needs a Daniel. Episode. Yeah, get yourself a Daniel. That's another thing. <laughs> but it. Well, I mean, this was a great episode, though. I liked it. I liked it too. I'll tell you. Um, that was a ghetto face. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're uh, we're just we're right there. Um, I know that we've went over. And, you know, it's such a fascinating topic. And when you start talking about the application of all this stuff, um, I know it can seem like, 
you know, it doesn't apply to you. And I'm talking to the audience and, and people who will consume this content elsewhere is, you know, this, the, the journey of self-discovery and personal development and mindset is it's a lifelong thing. So you're signing up for a, a long time. Um, so don't get discouraged. Um, and you know, as, as always, if you ever want to chat with one of us, you know the way to get a hold of us. Uh, we've we've uh, told you guys our emails, and we're on here every week. Uh, feel free to jump on and and uh, participate. I will Facebook, say, social media. Yeah, we're on social on all the all both of our channels. So, um, and if you do like this, you're watching it on whatever medium, you know, consider giving us a, a like or a subscribe. Um, you know, I see this on YouTube all the time, smash that like button. Well, <laughs> you know, or gently rub the like button. I don't oh, care. I Just, you know, give us some likes, give us some love. So, And then next week we got to start putting this out there. We're going to be giving this, this guy away. That's next week. I believe. All right. So. I think Everybody. That's what said, right? Well, it is now. Yeah, Ashlyn just confirmed. Next week, Apple Watch. So if you're watching this on YouTube or something, you better tune in live next week. That could be yours. All right, guys, man, I I enjoyed the... Yeah, it's just a box. <laughs> It'll hold a necklace. <laughs> I enjoyed this immensely. I, I, I feel like I could keep going for another 30 minutes, but... Uh, then people's going to see an hour and a half uh, uh, episode on YouTube and not even click on it. So right. we'll, have to, we'll have to circle back and do some more of this. We're going we're gonna to have to have Ashlyn go through and just cut up the the interesting parts and start posting them on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Or, uh, TikToks. TikToks. <laughs> need more t we need some TikTok action going. Dude. All right, guys, man, I love you, dudes. I enjoyed this so much, and I appreciate you guys uh, participating. And you, I always, you always bring something that's a nugget that I get to take away. So, very selfishly, I'm very grateful, and like, and I like, know that our audience loves it. And and when you were talking earlier, I was downloading more books. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't paying attention to you. See, be, be a consummate learner. That's a good way to be yeah. for sure. For anybody out there, um, next week we will have the, the 800 number out for everyone who needs to rent a Daniel for a day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel, um, we'll get that uh, active. I'll throw my Daniel on there too. Uh, he was one of them. He was already on. <laughs> All right. Hey, brother, I'll see you at FCICA. See you next week. Uh, will you be there too, Daniel? No, I will not. I will be here. Okay. Just like last last time. We're all no, last FCICA. Like every time. Well, we'll see you there, and uh, we'll be shooting from there next week. So, I'm actually a panelist uh, for for one of the panels uh, this this go around. So I'll have these yeah, sweet I'm microphones a, for you guys to use. I'm running a uh, wall one of the, one of the wall the wall tile one on one panel. Are you? Yeah. Better learn some stuff. I'm gonna go sit in there. I'm gonna be a heckle for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, signing out. We'll talk to you next see week. You, and uh see you in Tucson, brother. Yes, All right, see ya. All right, bye guys. <laughs>